discovering and maximizing your gifts and calling. Discovering and maximizing your gifts and calling. Every believer is called to fulfill an assignment. That assignment is what is called a ministry. And because God has called you to fulfill that assignment, he has also endowed you with gifts or grace to back up your assignment. So you are not here by accident. You didn't grow up in this country by accident. You are not where you live now by accident. You are not in this church or in this program by accident. Everything about your life is put together based on your calling. In fact, some of the experiences you've had in life are pointed to your calling. So the people that God has brought across your way and is bringing across your way today is a pointer to your calling. You are a man, a woman on a mission. Whether you now know it or not, you are a man and a woman on a mission. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible talks about purpose and grace. God is not a purposeless God. He's a purposeful God. He said, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. Unfortunately, many of us have left the purpose of God. And we are pursuing our own purpose. God has his own purpose for you. You must discover it. According to his own purpose and grace. His own purpose and grace. I shared with us in the morning, I said, I was in America some years ago, I think about maybe 18 or yes, 18 years ago, 15 years ago. And as soon as I got there, they loved me so much in America. Anywhere I go, they love me. And they welcomed me, gave me a wonderful hotel to stay, house, money, everything. And the man there looked at me and said, do you want to pastor in America? I didn't think about it twice. I said, no. This man came to Nigeria. I was a protocol officer to him. So I was serving him. He said, he said I've never seen a man that served God like you. So he took my photograph and took it to America and put it on their notice board in their church. And told everybody in their church, I met a young man in Africa. I've never seen somebody serving God like him. So based on that, he invited me to America. When I brought him from Ilori to the airport here, International Airport, he said, do you want to come to America to come and stay? I said, no, sir. He said, what about visiting? I said, yes, that's okay. So when he got to America, he invited me to come. When American embassy said they are not giving me visa, he wrote American embassy personally because it was a community leader. Immediately they gave me a visa. Is somebody hearing me right now? Now, when I got there, everybody was clamoring for me to say, I said, no, why? Because I understood my purpose. Somebody hearing me right now, my purpose. And I was saying here earlier on, if I had relocated that time, many of you would not be here. I would have lost my destiny today. Probably I'll be washing clothes and washing and and uh, trying to survive doing security as a tall man in America today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because I will always get a job for security because of my height. If somebody hear me right now, I will have lost my purpose. But God helped me so early to understand that this is what I'm called to do. That's why when I finished my last exam in university, 
I did not go up and down. No, 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 no. As I wrote my last exam, I went to the church office and I told them in the secretariat. I said, I've finished my exam. I'm ready to enter full-time ministry. Amen? They have not posted me on you or on you serve it. No, no posting has come. But I posted myself because I understood the purpose of God for my life that this is where I'm going. And based on that, even while I was studying in school, I was studying based on my calling. I knew that the things I needed, God guided me there. I would need that subject, economics. I would need accounting. I would need management. All those things were put in place for me. Purpose. Purpose. God is a purposeful goal. So for you to fulfill your destiny in life, you must understand his purpose, not your purpose. Not what your father told you. Not what your mother told you. Not what your friends are telling you. Not what you like as a person, but God's purpose for your life. And when you understand his purpose and you fit into it, his grace and giftings will back you up. And let me tell you this. Your success in life is in your purpose. Your breakthrough in life is in your purpose. Your fulfillment in destiny is in your purpose. Everything you need in life is in your purpose, including your longevity. When you are out of purpose, you will die prematurely because you are not under divine backing and divine covering. Is somebody hearing me right now? So you need to understand what God has called you to do. And like God helped me, I just said to myself, if I'm going to Ibadan from here, why must I be going to Badagri first? What am I doing in Badagri? Why must I be going around, going to Festa? When, when I'm going is Ibadan. I said to myself, if I'm going to Ibadan, even if I was going to trek, I'm not going to use a vehicle. If I start going little by little today, I will get there. So I believe in focus. I believe in not going up and down. Trying this, trying that, trying that, trying that before you hit it. If you know where God has called you to go, go there and start. One day, you will get there. Somebody say, I will get there. So, you must be able to discover your calling. The fulfillment of your destiny, everybody here understands, is in your calling or your assignment or your ministry. You don't determine your calling. You can't determine it. You only discover it. Before the foundation of the world, God has already designed your destiny. He has designed your calling. This is what I want you to do. And because of that, he gave back to you through your father, your mother, and allowed you to be in Nigeria, and allowed you to go through all the experiences you went through. Why? He already had a predetermined purpose for your life. So what you must do to fill that destiny, to be fully alive, is to discover your purpose. Discover it. You must discover it. Many people today are living from hand to mouth. They are wasting, they are wasting their life because they don't understand or know God's purpose for their life. You need to discover it. And I pray for everybody here that on this mountain, you discover God's purpose for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Every one of us here is called to a ministry. That means you have an assignment. When you hear the word ministry, everybody be like, oh, I must be a pastor. Yes, you can be called to be a pastor. All right? Everybody, ministry means an assignment, divine assignment. Every one of us here have a call to fill a divine assignment. Just like you had pastor said earlier on, yes, you may be a chartered accountant, but there's a call of God upon your life. You could not have been speaking the way you are speaking now without having a call. It's not possible. If somebody hear me right now, there's a call of God upon your life. In fact, that call is primary. Your chartered accountancy is secondary. Is somebody hearing me that? So everybody has a ministry. You must discover that ministry 
and then commit to building that ministry, that is where your destiny lies. That's where your fulfillment in life is. Quickly, let's look at the different callings that God has given to us. We have one, the five-fold ministry. Five-fold ministry. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Talks about the five, verse 11 to 13. Talk about the five-fold ministry. Verse 11 talks about, he gave some, quickly, apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. That's the five-fold ministry, which is just like your finger, your hand like this. All right? So, there are people there today who are called to be pastors. You may not be aware Many of you are called to be an apostle, but you may not be aware. Many of you are called to be teachers of the word of God, you may not be aware. But it's there inside of you. You need to discover it. That's where your destiny is. Is somebody hear me that? And that's where your destiny, your life is. Then we have the other aspect which are called the help ministry. Those whom God has called to support the fivefold ministry. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. Romans chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. I can't go into all of this, right, because of the time that we had. But the apostle is someone who is sent, who is a ground breaker. A ground breaker. One who is sent. Not just, we have a lot of apostles today who just answer apostle, apostles who answer apostles. That's not what I'm talking about here. We are not talking about title, all right? We are talking about somebody who has a great call like Paul the apostle. Pastor Debo is an apostle. Bishop Edeko is an apostle. Ground breakers. Pace setters, trailblazers, they are apostles. People who bring the church to a particular level. There are things that when you look at my own spiritual father, for instance, that are right now, the things that God has used to do in the body of Christ that nobody has ever done. That's an apostle. Groundbreaker. <laughs> Amen? Not just carry apostle as a name. Hmm? Then you have the prophet who knows the mind of God that carries some gifts. E.g., the gift of discernment, the gift of prophecy, the gift of Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. They can tell you what God is saying. The man of God for your life. Then you have evangelists who carry a passion for souls night and day, committed to soul winning. You have the pastors who care for people, who has a shepherd heart, who loves people, feeding the flock, caring for the flock. You have men who are according to the gift of teaching. They may not be pastors, but they can teach. Some of them... When they teach you like this, I know a man when I got born again about 35 years ago, 36 years ago, Billy Akane, he came to teach in my church in Zaria in 1986 about the power of faith. And I, from that morning, from that day, I understood faith. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's a teacher. A seasoned teacher. Is somebody hearing me right now? Where people like that, they may never have a church. But when they teach the word of God, they break it down for you. Even a small child that is born today will understand what they are saying. Like that man I'm talking about. Alright? So, that's the five-fold ministry. You need to discover where you are called and build up yourself. All this, like you have been told today, social media, carrying telephone around, shop right today, lucky tomorrow. When we were growing up, that's not what we're used to. When we're growing up, we stay with the word of God. You read the Bible every day. Study God's word every day. Find out what God's purpose is for your life. Fasting and praying. Fasting all night. I have a friend who always, you know, all night prayer meeting all the time. All night prayer meeting. 
to fill God's vision for our life. Somebody hear me right now. So that's what you are committed to. And with that, there is no way you will miss it in life. You can't miss it in life. So that's the five, four minutes. Then in Romans chapter 12 from verse 8, he said, quickly, let's take it back from verse 6. Verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So we have gifts that differs based on the grace that God has given to all of us. Hmm? Whether prophecy, let us prophesy. If you have been called to that area, prophesy. According to the proportion of faith that God has given to you. Verse 7. Or ministry, you are called to help others. Those of us in the choir, you are there, ministry. And those of you that sang tonight, beautiful, you have done well all, all through this program. That's your ministry. Ministry, all right? You keep growing yourself, developing yourself, all right? God has given many of us certain abilities where you can function. When you are doing it, you are so happy. You are so full of joy from within, just doing it. Help ministry. Ministry, let us wait on the ministry. Or he that teaches on teaching, and then verse 8. He that exhorted on exhortation. Those who encourage people, counselors. They enjoy counseling people. Alright? He that give it. There are those who have grace for giving. There are many of us here. When they talk about tithe, you are very angry. Praise the Lord. When they talk about giving, you are not happy at all. Say they are come again. But there are those that enjoy giving. Some of them, they, they can give themselves. They can give everything they have, including themselves. They have the grace of giving. Is somebody hearing me that now? They have the grace of giving. They may not have much, but they are always giving to everything because of God. They call me, let him do with simplicity. He that rule it, administrators, like we said right now, those who are called to lead in the house of God with diligence, he that showed mercy with cheerfulness. All right? So locate one area where you belong, and then you fulfill your destiny there. Very quickly because of time. How do I discover the call of God upon my life? Number one, seek God in prayers. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call unto me. I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things you know not of. While I was in school, because I was brought up to pray and fast, I was brought up to seek God all the time. It was then I started seeing me talking to multitude. Is somebody hearing me right now? I saw myself ministering to multitude. Acts 13, verse 1 to 3. The Bible talks about certain men who engage in prayer and fasting. And um, now there were in the church that was in, at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Mani, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, verse 2. And they, as they ministered to the Lord, and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, you always hear him when you are ministering to him, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And what? And when they had fasted and prayed, they lay hands on them and they sent them away. So, you seek God in prayer. It's time for you to learn how to seek God. Spend more time with God in prayer and fasting. Somebody hearing me right now? Spend more time with God in prayer. But don't use all the week to be eating and eating. As I'm talking to you now, I've not tasted food since morning. I've not tasted food since morning. And that's one of the things that God has used to help me. I don't, I hardly make mistake. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I don't make mistake, please. Don't get me wrong. But God has helped me over the years because of building up my spirituality, my spiritual life, my inner man, to be able to pick the right thing. 
at all times. I can discern whether you are, you are, you are, you are, you are sincere or you are not sincere. What you are talking to me, I can tell whether you are sincere or you are not sincere. There was a certain step I ought to have taken some months ago, for instance, now. We're going to ordain somebody. I remember Pastor Ibukari, you know what I'm talking about right now? <laughs> I mean, all approvals have gone. But the Holy Ghost said to me, don't. Don't. I just kept withholding, withdrawing. I said, no, no, no. Withdraw, 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 no, no, no. And the proof came that I took the right step. Is somebody hearing me right now? Praying and fasting will help you to discover your calling. What God has called you to do. Please, from now, don't eat all through the week again. Make sure there is at least one day, two days, that you fast and pray. And like you had this church, we fast and pray every Wednesday. We fast and pray. If you are committed to this church, you will be grand spiritually. If you are not just a pastor's bio, you are really committed. You will grow spiritually. Because we fast every Wednesday here. We fast first, second, and third of every month. We fast 21 days at the beginning of the year. We fast seven days in July. I don't know why it's coming very soon. And we fast other days too. So if you are committed, you are not a passerby, it will show in your life. I, will, I encourage you to commit to all instructions spiritually. It will build you up. That's how you get to know what God has called you to do in seeking him. Number two, faithfulness and fruitfulness. How did I discover the call of God upon my life? Be faithful where you are. That small thing you are doing, be committed to it faithfully. As you are faithful in it, you are fruitful in it, your real call will begin to open up and open up. Look at me here. I was a driver. Amen. I was a driver. I drove my pastor everywhere in this country. And a committed driver. Oh my goodness. <laughs> committed driver. Is somebody hearing me right now? I was faithful. My pastor came to Lagos when I didn't have a child and prayed three powerful prayers for me out of faithfulness. He went to our church on Tony Street that time and prayed and said, Father, this man has been faithful. Bless him. He went to my office and sat down on my chair and said, Lord, this your boy has been serving me faithfully. Bless him. He followed me to the house. And prayed again. That's why you see, I can't go down in life. I'm blessed. Is somebody hearing me right now? My father and law look at me, be sure they will look at me last year, last year or two years ago. He said, You know, he said to me, He said, You know, I'm committed to you. I've not found a fault with you. That's what I'm committed to you. I've not found a fault with you. You are faithful. And one day they, he gave me an assignment. All right? We're going to organize a program in Lagos here. And uh, he just called me. He said, come. And I drove down to Kenalan. I didn't know there were other people that were also called. So, he, as we sat down in his office, he gave us the vision. We're going to have a program praying for Nigeria. And then, we now stood up and we're, we're going downstairs. So, I got down and said, look at me. He said, take over the group. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He came to me. He said, take over the group. So, that means you are going to be the leader. So, I took over the group. Is somebody hearing me right now? Then we started planning, started planning. We had the program in TBS. Eventually, all the pastors joined us. All the main persons in Redeem, all of them joined us. People who were older than me became, were under me. People who had bigger churches than the CCC at that time, they were there. And I led them. All right? And 
by the grace of God, we're able to generate money without going back and forth asking, looking for money. That at the end of the program, we spent over 20 something million or close to 30 million in that program. It was a one day program. After the program, I had the balance of 3 million naira, 3.2 million naira. As I'm talking to you now, the money is still with us. I told him afterwards, I, and I did, my, I did my report, full report of how money was spent to one naira. And I went to hand it to him. I said, This is the report. He looked at it and said, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I'm so impressed with what you have done. And I said, This is the change, sir. 3.2 million. He said, Keep it when we need it, we'll let you know. You are faithful in whatever is coming into your hand. There are people here, when you give them work, you still have to go provide plan B. Because they may not be there. When rain is falling, you will see them. When there is traffic, they just call. There is traffic in my area, now there is nowhere I can come. They turn back. They are not faithful. You are faithful, you are fruitful, and the little things God has committed into your hand. Luke 16:10. He that is faithful in the least shall be faithful in the much. That's the key to locating what you are called to do. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It is required in steward that a man be faithful. A man be faithful. A man be faithful. Number three. How to discover the call of God upon your life? Identify your gifts. What are the gifts God has given to you? Romans chapter 11 verse 29. For the gifts and the calling, they go together. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. God has given you some gifts to back up his calling upon your life. To back up his ministry that he has called you to do. What are the gifts on your life? That's a pointer to what I call to do. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. God gives you grace and gives you gifts that back up what they are called to do. But unto every one of us is given grace. Grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Number four, how do I discover the call of God upon my life? Through divine encounters. Divine encounters. Not everybody may have this, but some can have it. Like Moses had divine encounter. God appearing to him. In the burning bush. Chapter 3 of Exodus. Like God appearing to Paul. Saul on his way to Damascus. Appearance like that are not very. Uh, uh, or it's not very common. But once in a while God can show you. Can give you an encounter. A divine encounter like that. To prove to you that he has called you to a particular thing. Or particular something. Number 6. How do I discover the color of my life? Through the desires God has put into your heart. The desires. You just notice that you just you love to be doing something. Alright? That's a point out of what God has called you to do. Desires. Psalm 37 verse 4. He said, delight thyself in the law and it will give desire of your heart. It's God that put that desire there. Because it is him that is at work in you both to will and to do of a good pleasure. Somebody say loud amen. amen. Somebody just love, you just love, you just love pastor, you just love people. I love people for instance. Amen? How do I know what I'm called to do? When I was growing up, many, many years ago, I hate to see anything that I've lost hope, anything that is bad. And in those days, I used to travel from Lagos, I mean, sorry, Lorraine, and go through Bomosho. And each time I went through Bomosho, there is a man that was a man in Bomosho they call Alata. 
Alata had a, a lot of companies. So each time I pass through that road, going to a badon, I will see a lot of his companies that have died. I will be so moved in my spirit as a young boy. I say, oh God, how come somebody's company died like this? I wish I can help. Amen. How we can I help? So God put a message of hope in my heart. When I came to Lagos for this church to start, I remember my wife asked me. I said, I told her, I said, God spoke to me to come to Lagos. He said, really? I said, yes. He said, what are you coming to do? I said, to start a church. Then he asked me. He said, what are you going to be preaching? I said, I'll be preaching the message of hope. Amen. I so knew what I was coming to do. Now I was just coming to join others. So when I came here, I came with a precision, precision of a vision, like we had earlier. Somebody hear me right now. And that's what you need to set you apart, not to join the bandwagon. Is somebody hearing me right now? So you need to understand your desires. Where is your heart always going? Where is your heart always moving? What is that always touch your heart, that always move you? That is God speaking to you. That is God showing you what he has called you to do. Is somebody hearing me right now? God's telling you something. Some of you, you love children. Even though you are not married yet, God is telling you something about children. Is somebody hearing me right now? You love children. Some of you, you want to help people. You just want to help people. You may have one nana, but you want to help somebody. God is talking to you about mercy ministry. So that desire in your heart is pointing something. Go and build it up. Is somebody hearing me right now? Number six. If, if after you have done all of this, you still don't know what you are called to do, then you make a choice. Then you choose. You told me 30 verse 19. But you can't choose ministry. You can choose a course to study. All right? You can choose other things apart from ministry. You make a choice. You can't choose and say, now nah, I lack apostle. I want to be an apostle. You are going to be beaten and battered. <laughs> hey, I, I love to be a pastor. I, I, now that I've tried every other thing. We have people like that when we're growing up. After they have tried everything that they feel, nothing is working. They say, God has come into ministry. Many of them today now, there is not showing. Praise the Lord. No. You choose. And God will back you up. You told me 30 verse 19. Quickly. Now once you have discovered your call, what are the demands to fulfill your, your, your call? I'm going to be very brief. I will give you three things. Number one, preparation. You prepare. You prepare. What you are seeing today uh, is a long years of preparation. <laughs> preparation. While I was in school, I've been doing three days marathon. Mar as a student, three days marathon. I will lock myself inside the house at times. At times, in that marathon, I will be going for lecture. Is somebody hearing me that now? Praying night and day. Night and day. Settling down with the word of God. Prepare. Prepare. Nobody becomes great without preparation. Jotam became mighty because he prepared his way before the Lord. You don't get to the top without preparation. You walk, 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 walk. Prepare yourself to get there. Luke chapter 1 verse 80. Talking about John the Baptist. The Bible says he was in the desert until the day of his showing fall. Luke 1, 80, 80. He was in the desert until the days of his showing fall. He was in the desert 
And the child grew and was strong in spirit and was in the deserts. Not one desert, several deserts. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Where nobody knew him yet, he had the call of God upon his life. He was in the de several deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. And that's why today I always celebrate my wife because I don't know what is on in me. When I went to tell her I want to marry her. Is somebody hearing me? Because when you see me at that time, I was like John the Baptist. John the Baptist, somebody was, when you look at me physically and you look at my trouser, in those days, your trouser must touch the ground. Not like now that everybody wears trousers now, it's not touching the ground. If your trousers don't touch the ground, that is poverty. Is somebody hearing me that now? In those days. And then you just see somebody coming like Johnny Baptist and then the no shaving, nothing comely. Nothing looking attractive. And then they say you want to marry somebody. Is somebody hearing me right now? I was in the desert. I've been to several deserts. So nobody knows you. Nobody wants to hear you. I just told you right now I was a driver. Yet I had the call of God upon my life. My pastor came here some years ago. And I took him around. And then we now went to my office. And he said to me, I'm inspired. I am touched. I'm inspired by what I see here. That's my own pastor. And then he said to me, he said, who will have taught? When you were driving, you going my reverie, that something like this is in your life. During my birthday last year, that some of us watched the clip, he said publicly and to the world, that if he had known that I was carrying what I'm carrying today, he would have invested more into me. Is somebody here? Because I didn't look like it. Is somebody hearing me right now? You just see me driving the car, driving around, driving around, praise the Lord, driving car every morning, washing car. But in the midst of that washing car and driving, I was spending time early in the morning in prayer, spending time in the war. Anything you see me do, I will always withdraw, praying and fasting. You are preparing for where you are going. You don't you don't stumble on success overnight. You don't. There are covenant steps you must take to get there. Is somebody hearing me right now? Everybody is seeking to be known today. You want to be known quickly. No, no, no. There are a time, a time nobody will know you. They will even invite you. Nobody will recognize you at all. Is somebody hearing me right now? You are lost. That's the desert. But you are there working hard. You are there praying. You are there seeking God. You are there adding value to yourselves. One day, God will shoot you out. May you not miss your day of manifestation in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 47, talking about Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 47. Jesus, the Bible says, the child grew. No. And it came to pass that after three days, three days, as a young boy, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors. Those who are ahead of him. Sitting in the midst of the doctor. Here you are, you are playing around with friends who are not going anywhere. You have to stop that if you are going somewhere. Sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. That's it. Show me the company you keep. I can tell you where you'll be tomorrow. The company you keep like you had a layer on the time God accompany you. Is somebody hearing me right now? Choose and follow those who are ahead of you so that they will pull you up in life. Is somebody hearing me right now? And all that had him were astonished as his understanding and answers. As a young boy. Preparation. So keep preparing yourself. Keep building up yourself. I remember one day when I knew that God has come in to preach. Alright? 
So I went to get a cassette, brand, brand new cassette in Zaria. And I put it in the player. My everybody has gone, my sister has gone to work, everybody has gone to work, and I put it there. And I start press recording. And I said, now in the name of Jesus, let me invite the man of God. I was speaking, I was inviting myself to the altar. Praise the Lord. Well, I could see myself preaching one day. I said, let's invite the man of God. I prepared a message. I was the only one in the house. And then I now came. I said, yes. The man of God has come now. Praise the Lord. And I said, today, I'll be speaking to you on social subject. And I started speaking. I, quoted, I was quoting scripture all alone by myself. And then later, I didn't have anything to quote again. I, that message, I kept it for some time. What am I talking about here? I was preparing and preparing and preparing myself. You prepare yourself for the place where you are going. Is somebody hearing me right now? Nobody become an accidental success. Nobody become an accidental success. Number two. Number two, be dedicated. Dedication will always bring out the best out of you. Except the corn of a will fought to gonna die. John chapter 12, verse 24 to 26. It abide alone. But when it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Be dedicated. Be committed. The more dedicated you are, the more what is in you will be coming out. What is you will be coming out? The greatest in you will be coming out. As you are dedicated, it will be coming out. Be dedicated. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20 and 24. Let every man abide in his own calling. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your mind. If they ask you to be leading prayer, lead prayer. They say lead song, lead song. Do it with all your mind. And then the thing in you will start coming out, 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 start coming out. I used to lead prayers just like you had earlier on. Even before I became a pastor, I was not a pastor. In our church, just like um, we, do to, we used to do 30 days prayer, prayer and fasting. So some of us boys, small, small boys who were just coming out, they say, yeah, go and lead prayer. If you see me lead prayer, <laughs> with all my heart, all my life, sweating and leading prayer. I remember one woman, they call her name Jack, Jackie, Jackie. She's an American, an American at that time. She said, anytime you need prayer, I am always moved. I will be praying with all my heart, with all my life. I used to be in the intercession department. Our intercession department is not like the one when people that are own, like the, those who are coming up today. When they just sit down after that, you see that they're going up and down. We will sit down behind the ministers. All right? Sit down behind the ministers. When I was in the department, all through the service, you will pray. Your leg will move from the beginning of the service to the end of the service. Not just that. Before service starts on Sunday, we have come to pray for two hours. You pray, you are soaked in, in sweat. 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. before the service starts, you are praying. And all through the service, you are praying. Is somebody hearing me right now? Dedication. 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 There is no substitute to it. John chapter 4, verse 34. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish it. John chapter 9, verse 4. I must walk the work of him that sent me. Why it is day? For the night come when no man can walk. The night come when no man can walk. I'm working very hard now. If I hadn't done before. 
Harder than before. And I thank God for the company I belong to. It's a company of hard workers. <laughs> Praise the Lord. At times I talked to my father in the Lord. He said to me, I slept this morning at 4 a.m. Amen? 4 a.m. Work hard. Work hard. When, before I met him in those days, when, as soon as I met him, before, when I met him, I used to be loitering around, lazy around. I would call him at 10 p.m. They say he's in the office. He's doing what? Like you were saying before. And what's he doing? I will not do pastoring too. Praise the Lord. Tell me now he's in the office. Ah, 11 minutes he's in the office. I say, ah, what kind of work are they doing? But now I know there is work to be done. Somebody hear me that time. If you must take the lead, if you must fulfill your destiny, you must work hard. Grace for hard work, receive it in Jesus' name. I say grace for hard work, receive it in Jesus' name. I say grace for hard work, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. You are dedicated. You are dedicated. If you are in the choir, be the choir member. Be set apart. Be so dedicated to what you are doing that if God is looking for one person among everybody, he will pick you. Is somebody hearing me that now? Don't allow anybody to influence you negatively. We have a lot of people that are, they are going nowhere. Don't allow them to influence you. They are never there. Don't allow them to influence you. And number three, which is the final one, be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to the leadership under which you are serving. Be faithful. And then suddenly, you'll fulfill your calling. Fulfill your destiny. Be faithful. Be faithful. He that is faithful in the least shall be faithful in the much. You are faithful in small, small things. Small, small things. Small, small things. Mundane things today. God will give you great things tomorrow. Is somebody hearing me right now? God will never give you big things. You must start small. I was telling my pastor earlier this morning. I said, you know, you see me ministering to you. You see me coming to sit down with you. All right? I see we are 1,000, 2,000 people here. God is looking at me. I was sharing with him this morning. If there were two persons here, I would say, come here and minister to them. Two that came. That's what made God to promote me. Somebody hear me that now. God helped me to understand that very quick, very early. When this church started, we were no more than 22 people. I was praying to God, Lord, send people. God said to me, no. I had my messages because I passed up before. My, the church I passed up was about two or, two or, two, two or 300 people. I said, God, what, what is all of this? I won't preach my message now until many of them have come. God said to me, as you minister to them now, those who are looking for will start coming. So, you see me ministering with all my heart with two, 22 people. And then suddenly it became 30, 40, 50, 100. And then we are still growing. Is somebody hearing me right now? Be faithful. Be faithful. The Lord said to me, one day I was praying. I said, God, increase us. The Lord said to me, the one I've given to you, are you faithful to them? We were about 30 that time. 30 people. The one I've given to you, are you faithful to them? From that day, when I finish service, I go on visitation. I go on visitation. I go so committed to every man of this church that God saw my faithfulness and commitment. And immediately, we jump up. Within six months, we counted about 100 people. One around 20 something. Because of faithfulness in little. Don't, if you are waiting to be big, before you start doing things right, you will never be big. You manage small well to become big. You do well in small areas to become big. Is somebody hearing me right now? You do well in small areas to become big. I've been privileged to preach. I preached to this church 
this small church that is still coming up. And I pray to big churches. But at times you see me preaching to small, small churches and with all my heart. Because God is checking my faithfulness. God is checking my faithfulness. God is checking my faithfulness. He's checking my faithfulness. So promote me. When there was pandemic, and we're going to do Nata, there was, I mean, every church was closed. I prepared, I was telling you this morning, I prepared with all my life as if there was no pandemic. And one day while I was ministering, I came down, all right, and the Lord said to me, because you have been faithful, I'm going to bless you. That's it. Is somebody hearing me right now? You are faithful. Nobody may be looking at you. Don't wait for anybody to say, well done. Look up to him. Be committed. He will reward you. Stand on your feet. Lord, prepare me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true oh with thanks oh yes I'll be a Prayerfully, Lord, prepare me. Oh, yes, a sanctuary, pure and holy, pure and holy, dry and true, true. We thank you. Sanctuary, Lord, for you. Lift your two hands and hand yourself over to God and say, Lord, take over my life. Take me over. Show me what you have for me. Lord, reveal yourself to me. Reveal your plan for my life. Reveal it to me. Reveal the ministry you have called me into. Reveal it to me. Somebody open your mouth and pray. Lord, reveal to me what you have for me. Open your mouth, everybody, and pray. Open your mouth, everybody, and pray. Lord, reveal to me what you have for me. Lord, reveal to me. Pray, everybody. Pray, everybody. Pray, everybody. Pray, everybody. Pray, everybody. Reveal to me what you have for me. Talk to him, everybody. Talk to him now. Talk to him right now. Open your mouth and pray, everybody. Pray, the Holy Ghost. 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 And receive grace to be faithful. Receive grace to be faithful. Receive grace. Those of you that have discovered our calling, receive grace to fulfill your call. Receive grace. Those of you that don't know what God has called you to do, Lord, show me what you have for me. Reveal to me what you have for me. And then, grace to be faithful where I am today. Where I am today. I receive it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You are going somewhere. I said, You are going somewhere. You are going somewhere, you will get there. I said you are going somewhere, you will get there. You will not miss your purpose in life. You will not miss your calling in life. You will not be a misfit in life. You will not be a wanderer in life. You will not be a meanderer in life. In Jesus' name.
Lift your two hands, everyone. Father, thank you for sending us your word tonight. I pray for everyone hearing me today on ground online. Show us what you have for us. Let today mark the beginning of a journey to destiny for everyone in Jesus' name. Lord, open up the new chapter you have for all of us by this encounter. And grace to commit to fulfilling your purpose, the ministry, the calling you are giving to us will receive for everyone. Nobody here will miss the back. Nobody here will wander away. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus as you welcome our pastor. Hallelujah. We can make it louder and bigger. Praise the living Jesus. If indeed you have been blessed, shout, I am blessed. Please have your seat in his presence. We are bringing this encounter to an end in a few minutes from now. So after this session now, we all move down to the dining hall where we have our supper. And by 